What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Brooke Rider Dave. How are we doing, everybody? I want to say, before we even get started on this debate, that regardless of who wins, this is probably going to be my favorite one that we've done. This is our, what, fourth? Fourth versus battle? Yeah, our fourth one. We have done post-apocalyptic horror. We have done sequels. We have done holiday and now we're doing that old classic genre, Mad Scientist. Yes. And I discovered after sitting and watching both of these, like back to back, that I think Mad Scientist movies is definitely one of my favorite genres of, of horror. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it combines, you have chances to do so much with like effects and fun stuff. Yeah, both of these movies had a lot of practical effects. Oh, yeah. It was... When I was sitting here, when I was getting into the fly, I was like... I watched Reanimator first, and then when I was getting into the fly, I was like, this is going to be a hard one for me to to, kind of figure out which one I like more or which I'm going to do, because... Really? Yeah, for for real. I like the... uh, Full disclosure, I like them both in different ways for different reasons. Well, I like them both, but I have, like, one that... I felt it was like kind of like well, head and shoulders above the other one. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll get in, we'll get into it and we'll, we'll, we'll see. But what I yeah. thought we would do, since I had seen both of these before, and this was your, this was your first time seeing both, either of these. Yeah. So this to me was kind of like when you issued me, uh, the exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> giving you the fly and reanimator was kind of like that for me. Like, how have you not seen the fly or the reanimator? Surely you have seen either one of those. <laughs> uh, but since I'd seen both and you'd seen a uh, neither, how about we do a little, we do something a little different this time. And why don't you summarize your pick and I'll summarize mine. Okay. So you put forth the fly, which when you put forth the fly, I was a little bummed out until I remembered that the reanimator exists. <laughs> well, um, I think you chose reanimator first. Yeah, but I forgot that I completely forgot about my top 10 mad science list. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and start off with uh, Summarize, do you want to start that one first, I guess? Yeah, we can start that one. All right. And first off, uh, just kind of like you said, these movies are both good in practical effects, though I will say that um, this one had a higher budget. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Fly had a budget of about 9 to $13 million, I think it said. And uh, Reanimator was around 900000 900 to a million. So, uh, just putting that out there, and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let you take away the fly, since uh, I it, it'll be interesting since this one's considered by many to be a classic in, in terms of like yeah. body horror and whatnot. So, so you start off meeting our mad scientist, Doctor Seth Brundle, Seth played Brundle. by the one and only Jeff Gold, the sexy Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yes, and there he meets a science journalist, uh, Ronnie. Uh, play, is that uh, Gina Davis? Gina da- yeah, that's Gina Davis. Yeah. From from Beetlejuice fame, as a lot of people will know her from in the horror community. Yeah, I always get her confused with uh, Ashley Lawrence. Okay. But yeah, I... Who Gina, played uh, Kirsten uh, Cotton in Hellraiser. I can see that. I, I can... Yeah. I, 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 I always mix those two up, yeah. They, they have a s- similar facial features. Yeah. Yeah. She's a journalist and he's a scientist. Yeah, and... He convinces her to go back to his lab, where he shows her he's invented some uh, 
teleportation pods. Yeah, he, uh, just I like that he just casually invites her over. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll make you a cappuccino. Yeah, like something like that you think would be in a uh, highly secured facility. Well, just, it's definitely it's not. Just doing it in his studio apartment. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. And he kind of shows her how it works. And at first, she takes the story back to her editors. So they're like, oh, well, obviously he tricked you. Yeah, and this editor... That's not possible, yeah. And this editor used to be... Uh, they used to be a couple. Yeah, it's her ex-boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, and he's a creep. Yeah, basically stalks her most of the movie. I mean, kind of helps her out in the end, but... But yeah, yeah. He's, he's very much like... He obviously probably wasn't the one who broke up with her because <laughs> he's still yeah. like breaking into her apartment and using her shower and doing all sorts of weird, creepy things. Yeah. Yeah. But he shows her like the pods could teleport like inanimate objects. But when it comes to like living tissues, they still have issues. So basically they're working on that. He tries it again with this time a piece of steak. Right. Formerly he tried it with a baboon. Baboon. Killed the baboon. Turned it, like, inside out or something. Yeah. You got your inside out. And he tried it with a uh, piece of steak. Had her uh, try a bite of each. And the uh, one that was teleport, she's like, yeah, this tastes synthetic. Yeah, that's when and they... Uh, he realizes yeah. the computer's, like, just... Substituting. Copying what, yeah, copying what it thinks a steak would be instead of teleporting the actual thing. I, I will also say that I like the... Um, these were both 80s movies. Yeah. And I love eighties. I love eighties looking futuristic technology because he's he, he's sitting there typing up the computer. And what would look like old fashioned to us right now, I'm sure, just look highly advanced back in the day. Super advanced, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, so he finds out that the uh, the teleporter is pretty much substituting DNA kind of stuff. Yeah, and from there he reprograms the system to understand the makeup of living tissue. And then he successfully teleports a uh, second bamboo. Oh, yeah. And at this yeah. point, him and Gina Davis, Ron, uh, Ronnie? Ronnie, yeah. They're knocking start- boots. Yeah, they're knocking boots. They're, she she was originally just using them to like get a story out, but then he convinced her yeah. to kind of like, hey, hold off. You can have the exclusive rights to like the full story if you just hold off, but come yeah. on over and you can kind of document what's going on. Yeah. And they start to have a thing, but... Uh, she runs off to meet with her editor. So Seth decides he's going to get drunk. And in the drunken stupor, he decides, screw it, I'm going to teleport myself. Yeah, which, what do, what do you think about that decision? <laughs> like, I'm just going to get you. Like, or, or just like, surely you would be smarter than that. <laughs> right? Like, there was like uh, less than 50% chance that you'd make it through alive in this and he took it anyways for no reason. And but I mean, also at the same time, he did that. He like she ran off to her editor. Yeah. And he's angry about that. Yeah, he's, he's jealous. Yeah. Well, he he's jealous too, but he's also like she's anxious to get this story out. Yeah. And to him, he's like, look. You're, you're gonna get the full story. You're gonna get everything you want. Just hold up. I just showed you that teleportation exists. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just hold off a little bit. You'll you'll get your story. Just take it slow. Yeah. But yeah, he he decides to try to teleport himself. And comes to the title of the movie. Uh, Fly happened to be in the teleportation pod with him. Mm-hmm. 
And then we slowly start to see his transformation. Yeah, over the next yeah. couple of days. Yeah, because yeah. the, the way that the machine works is that it can't, at first, before it even teleports you, it says, it, it identifies what's in the machine. And then, yeah. so, so we see on the outside, Common Housefly and Seth Brundle. Teleports, uh, yeah. And so you start noticing it, like he's doing like these, like straight edge, like pull ups on the bar. Yeah, at first it's turning into like a Spider Man story where he's getting yeah, superpowers. Like just super strong. In a different uh, universe, he would have been the world's first superhero. Yeah. Breaking a guy's arm when they uh, arm wrestle. Mm hmm. And, and, uh. But that's very short lived. Then it starts, yeah. then it stops being fun. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time that's going on, Ronnie finds out she's pregnant. Oops. Oops. A lot of and, just a lot of poor decisions all around. Nobody's taking any kind of precautions. Yeah. And she's kind of afraid of what the baby's gonna be like. Well, this is after we start seeing him like his body yeah. slowly start to deteriorate. Deteriorate, yeah. Like, we start seeing him lose like his skin starts getting blotchy, he starts getting like little hairs and shit on the back of his uh, whatever and it starts off small, where it's like, all right, whatever. Until near the end, he looks like a corpse. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he's deteriorating, and so is his mind. Slowly, he's becoming less human, more animalistic. I will say at this point, if I may, he starts slowly turning into a fly. Like, yeah. kind of creature-ish. He loses his teeth. Uh, at some point, he starts having to, like, vomit all over his stuff in order for it to liquefy so he that's how he eats yeah the fly is fine as far as we know there ain't a fly going around turning into a human like yeah but did the fly come out of the teleporter or, or when it teleport did they just do the machine just combine both their dna together oh yeah i forgot about yeah i Pretty sure, I, that's what, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Oh, like, yeah. That, DNA, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was the whole point is that it like spliced them together rather than. Yeah. Uh, that, I think I'm getting that mixed up with probably a, a parody I saw where there was probably some kind because this, this kind of movie has been copied and parodied, parodied and, yeah. all, and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. You're right. Continue. Leads us to basically Seth being so far gone, he basically grabs Ronnie. Tells her that he is going to fuse her, their unborn child, and him all together. Uh, yeah. And, she, yeah. Oh, well, and first, she her, has uh, a... stalker boyfriend tries to stop it. Yeah. And uh, Seth uses his enzymes to melt off his hand and foot. Yeah, that's rough. That looks so painful. That sucks. Uh, oh, yeah. At this point, I forget how he finds out. Oh, he finds out that she's pregnant. And uh, there was a terrifying dream sequence. Oh, yeah. Um, Basically, uh, Ronnie has a dream that she gives birth to a maggot. To a giant larva kind of thing. Yeah. And, Super uh, gross, dude. Yeah. So Seth finds out, and he's like, we're going to be the ultimate family. I'm going to splice us all together into one. So he locks her into one of the pods. He gets into the other. Stalker mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend shoots the power out of her pod. So basically, his DNA just gets mangled and reanimated basically it got spliced with the machine itself uh i think, well, I think he, it just got kind of I, I, I reappeared yeah 
Well, I think that I think that part of him like kind of got uh, combined with the machine a little bit because I, I, I'm fairly certain it got a little bit with the machine because I think part of it got busted or something. But at this point, yeah. he is no longer recognizable as a human at all. Not human at all. No, and then uh, basically, Seth crosses Ronnie, places a barrel of shotgun to his head. Yeah, she has a gun at this point. Basically, begging for in his suffering. It's like the last bit of humanity that he has. Yeah, is just like just kill me. And that is the end of the movie. And she yeah, she blows his head off. Yeah. So thoughts. It was your first your first time seeing The Fly. This movie's great. I don't know why I didn't watch it. I mean, like, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't had a chance, but yeah. And I knew that it was also, when you mentioned that you were going to see it, it's also uh, it's also body horror, and I know that you are iffy with it when it comes to body horror. Yeah, but yeah, this movie's great. Yeah, see, this is, again, see, now now that you said that this is great, I kind of know what you're going to be giving mine. Um, but um, But yeah, I mean... So, so you liked it, and when I think mad science, this is kind of because you also get a a sympathetic scientist. Yeah, is like you know, had he not made that mistake, yeah. this is a this is a wonderful anti drinking ad, right? <laughs> like, had he not done that, he would have been he would have had it all. He would have had he would have been rich. He would have had a attractive girlfriend by his side. Yeah. And, and and he would have gone down in history as one of the most famous and one of the most important scientists that ever ever lived. Yeah, and it wasn't even really mistakes. Don't really notice his flies. Oh yeah, I mean it's not. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like some obvious mistake. It was just like it was a fly. It could have gotten in anywhere. Like just yeah, you just happened to not notice it. That's why you do these things at big sterile. Yeah, office spaces. Office labs, yeah. Not a studio department. Yeah, exactly. And that was I, his big mistake. Just you know, I, I, I do well that, and much like the what we'll see in Reanimator, one of the mistakes also is that like his discovery alone of teleportation would have been more than enough to put him on the map. Yeah, just teleporting inanimate objects. I mean, that alone alone would have made him a billionaire. Like you know, you, you didn't said, need to take it further. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially not within the course of like a week or something like that. I mean, just yeah. Once you find out, I can teleport inanimate object that you've already changed the game. You yeah. You just have one. You can teleport anything from one side of the, and then you will get any amount of money for a grant that you wish. The mil yeah. the military will give you all sorts of cash for exactly. for something like that just to. Like, all right, we'll give you money. We'll give you resources. We'll give you all sorts of stuff that you can do your experimentations on. We'll give you the grant for your own thing. It's their hubris. That's their ultimate downfall of... Exactly. It has he, to be perfect. He got lost in it, kind of like uh, Icarus, just flying too close to the sun. I will say that at first I didn't like Gina Davis's character because I was like, look, lady, it's like just you're, you're here on ground zero of the yeah. biggest discovery in the world. Just hold off on talking to your editor ex-boyfriend. Just, just I get it though. Like if someone showed me something teleporting, I'd want to tell everybody. I know, but he's like, hey, like look, the listen. coolest shit ever. I know, but but he's like, hey, look, listen, just you you, you can't just yeah. like and and she's like, it's kind of like she was like teasing about it too. Like, well, I'm gonna, and I'm, I was like, look, man, don't be a jerk about it. It was like you're you're trying to like 
make money off of my hard work, and I'm telling you, it ain't ready. I feel like that was probably. Uh, I really liked her performance in this movie. So. Oh, the, oh, the performances are great. Uh, yeah, you know, and eventually Gina Davis, you know, agrees to like hold off a little bit, and she's she's coming by to help him and stuff like that. And and I yeah. will say, this is probably one of the for a horror movie one of the saddest endings to a horror movie. Oh yeah, where it's just like he did not deserve that ending. No. Like he's not like a he's not like a douchebag. He's not an awful person at all. No, he's he, he's a he's not even like the antagonist in the story. Yeah, it, he is, no, but he isn't. But it's like I can't even really say that him himself is the bad guy in it because he's not in his right mind. He yeah, he, it's a brundlefly as we eventually yeah. end up calling him. Like that's that's yeah. the that's the insect mind of his brain that got spliced with the fly that is taking yeah. over pretty much. But yeah, what a horrible yeah. way. And uh horrible one. yeah. Horrible way to go. Um or do you want to uh break it down? Because there's no real deaths. Yeah, yeah, there's really no deaths in this movie. But do you have like, a scene that stood out that you thought, well that was a cool scene? I did like the arm wrestling scene. Oh, uh, where he broke where he's the like, dudes. Oh, I thought I could beat you if I win I take the girl. Like snaps the dude's arm and he said, walks off. He said winner takes the girl. Yeah. It's like back in the '80s, where you could just like gamble with your with your, gr- your girlfriend. Just, yeah, for me, probably would have to be that uh, that 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 uh, ending scene. Uh, that ending scene because it's just so sad. Yeah, it is sad. Oh, yeah, because it was like the last. Like he's this grotesque monster at the end, and with his last bit of humanity, he's just like kill me. End it now. Yeah. All right, so now, now that now the important part, the scores, to, yeah, to score, uh, to score it, uh, give it, give it its technicals. Technicals, I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight, because I, I really like the practical effects, even though like the CGI is like cheesy '80s. It it was made in the '80s, so I still kind of like them. So I gave it an eight and a half. Okay. Uh, when it comes to practical effects, this is one that I kind of. This and the thing I set is the standard. Probably the best like practical effects out there. Yeah, it's the standard I set when I watch when I think of like body horror and when I think of um, practical effects. It's it's, it's top tier. Yeah. It's top tier, and yeah, no, no, yeah. So eight and a half for me easily. Okay. All right. So what you get for the story? Uh, well, I can tell you right now. For me, the 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 entire movie for me has been was eight and a half eight and a half eight and a half. Okay. So, uh, story, good story. Uh, both of these, uh, by the way, both of these were uh, adapted movies from uh, two separate materials. This one being yeah. from uh, the man's name is. Uh, uh, I have it up. It was adapted from uh, George 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 Lang Langlin Langlin something like that Langlin yeah. Yeah, this one was adapted from George Langlin, and there was a movie about the fly, like in back in the black and white movie era. I mean, Cronenberg is, you know, I like Cronenberg. You know, he's yeah, he's Cronenberg's he's, pretty awesome. So, so a uh, story. I mean, solid story. So you know, uh, story. I also went eight and a half. You know, likable, uh, likable scientist. Oh yeah, um, very, and even with all the science stuff. 
the story is still it flows well. It's easy to follow. So, and I will say for both of these, we're roughly about ninety minutes around each yeah. each of them, which is perfect amount of well, time. Yeah, it's perfect length for a movie. A twenty four could shove it with their three hour movies. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing happen in them and then everyone's like oh you just didn't get it I'm like no we gotta it's fucking boring we need to put a pin in this next season with a24 we need to like go on an a24 binge or something yeah it's but yeah this one it's a love hate relationship with a24 uh but this one was like 96 and i think uh reanimator was like 89 or something yeah. like that um, very close in length yeah yeah but yeah story it's a solid story easy to follow and you know it's just uh you see one guy's descent into mental and physical madness. Yeah. And I think enjoyment, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. I could easily see myself rewatching this movie a lot. So, yeah, I'd have to give it a nine. So, I said eight and a half all around, which I think is like 25.5. And I said eight, eight and a half and nine. Yeah. So, 25 and a half. So, you gave it also 25 and a half? Yeah. All right. That's a high score. That is a high score, which yeah. is going to which is going to make uh, the next one pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's move on to Reanimator. Yeah. So if you said you like this, uh, the fly, it pretty much uh, tells me what your feelings are on Reanimator. But let me go ahead and just break it down anyway of of what it is. This one is definitely cult classic movie. Yeah. This one, like, you talk reanimator with people who like cult classic movies. People love this. People love Jeffrey Combs. Basically, this is, uh, uh, what did I put? Sex, zombies, and science. <laughs> this movie. Re- uh, so, reanimator, I'll say this. Within the first two minutes of reanimator, for me, personally, it starts off strong. We get introduced to Herbert West, and he yeah. we're in Switzerland, and there is this uh, man, Dr. Herr Gruber, who's having some kind of reactionary fit to a serum he was given. And he's like freaking out over the floor. His, he's, his orifices are bleeding and blah, blah, blah. And that's within the first like two minutes. And his like eyeballs and the nurse are, is, yeah. his eyeballs nurse are like, pulsing. You killed him. You killed him. He's like, no, no, I gave him life. I gave him life. Now, this is a cheesy movie, which is great. Yeah. I, I love this kind of cheesy movie. And the music is very... Danny Elfish a little bit. It, it, it reminded me of I, I, I'm trying to rem- the the orchestrals. Um, it, it reminds me of a specific movie that I'm having a hard time placing, but okay. but it it sounded very familiar. But I love the music in this. Okay, we see that, and then the title. Or so once we hear, I gave him life. Then the title sequence comes up. Yeah. Next, now we get introduced to Kane, who's an up-and-coming medical student. Uh, he's trying to revive this. Third year, yeah. Yeah. Trying to uh, form CPR on someone who is... Pretty much dead. Yeah. She's dead, like, but you... Yeah. Give it up, kid. She's gone. <laughs> That's not who you want working on you. Somebody who says, yeah, give up. I want, I want Kane trying to bring me back to... You do as much CPR as you think is possible to bring me back to life if you need to. Yeah, but I really like that they have us uh, starting off seeing King Kane like this. Mm-hmm. So you kind of understand his viewpoint going forward into this movie. Yes, I thought it was perfect. And, yeah. and, and he's kind of like, you, you automatically see how he's different than Herbert West. 
Herbert West, played by Jeffrey Combs, by the way. Uh, the two big names in this movie are Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton, by the way. So we meet Kane. He up and coming medical student and his heart's in the right place. You know, he's a medical student. He has a girlfriend, Megan, played by uh, Barbara Crampton. And she is the uh, pretty much the dean's daughter. The the dean of the... She is uh, the dean's daughter, yeah. Yeah, the dean of the school medical school's daughter. And uh, Kane needs a uh, a roommate. Much like how a lot of medical students, they all bunk yeah. together so they can pull their resources. And uh, uh, Herbert West answers the call. Herbert West came from Switzerland. He got finished doing his stuff with Gruber. Learned all he needed to over there, all he could. So now he's back in the States and he's at this new school trying to perfect something. We don't know just what yet, but uh, he is the opposite of Seth Brundle in terms of his personality. Yeah, he he's kind of... Uh, he's cold, uh, very scientific in terms of... Just, he's just... All he cares about is his work. Yeah, uh, there's no uh, personal touch in him as a doctor, so... He's very much like Frankenstein in that sense, Dr. Frankenstein from the classic one in that sense, in that he's just, all he cares about is his work. Uh, I don't care what it takes. I just need to perfect my work. Yeah, and which it kind of creeps Megan out when he moves in. She's like, uh, I'm really I, feeling this. Which I get it, but at the same time, uh, uh, Jeffrey or Herbert West, he's like, hey, I got uh, money right here. Uh, can I... Can I use the basement? You won't even know I'm here. I'll give you the, you know, pay my money on time, first of every yeah. month, blah, blah, blah. And she she does, like, bring up that he's acting strange, but at the same time, when she brings up her initial um, issues, I'm like, yeah, so the dude keeps to himself. Yeah. <laughs> so what? He's a little... He does his own thing, yeah. He does his own thing. He's just, you know, he's, he, he's whatever. Also, we get introduced to another scientist slash medical uh, professional named Carl Hill. Dr. Carl Hill. Dr. Carl Hill, who Herbert hates. He pretty much says that everything yeah, they that... They not like each other, yeah. He's pretty much like everything that he has done, he pretty much plagiarized off of Dr. Dr. Gruber. Hans Gruber, yeah. Hans, Hans Gruber, no. Hans Gruber's from Die Hard. Um, Dr. Gruber from, uh, from Switzerland. No, it is Dr. Hans Gruber. Is it Hans Gruber? Because I'm pretty sure Hans Gruber was also the name of, of the bad guy in Die Hard. I'm looking at it on Winky. It says Doc Alberry as Dr. Hans Gruber. Ah, oh, never mind that. I guess they both were just named Hans Gruber. Yeah. Herbert West's whole thing is that he believes that death, that you can reanimate dead like, tissue after the point of essentially of no return. That yeah. you, all it takes is a chemical recharge, and then you can reanimate dead tissue to come back to life. Yeah. Carl Hill thinks he's just annoying, hates him because he's getting called out on his bullshit. Yeah. But uh, Carl Hill starts developing a very pervy and creepy affection for Megan. So so to put it uh, in simple terms, as of right now, Herbert hates Carl. Carl hates Herbert. Carl hates Kane. Kane loves Megan. Carl loves Megan, and Herbert just loves his work. <laughs> and Megan hates Herbert. And her at this point, and Kane yes. is indifferent on Herbert. <laughs> yes. So it's a lot of love hate going around. Yeah. So um, one night, uh, Kane and and 
her or Kane and Megan are trying to get, you know, or just yeah, hanging he's, out. He's trying to get it in, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I don't want to do it because your roommate's weird." Everyone's horny in this movie. Uh, at some point, <laughs> he's like, he's not even here. He's never around. Yeah, and she, and then and she's like, "That's the point." Like, do you ever see him? That's what no. I was. That's what I was like. Why do you care? <laughs> like, that's he, what he said when he moved in. We'd never see him. Yeah. So what? He keeps to himself. I was like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah." Now, he, where's your cat at? Yeah. That. Was, yeah. Where's your cat? It's that's, a cat. They, they hide. It was a very funny sequence of events where he, she was, he was like, he's trying to get it in, and she's yeah. like, "But what about Herbert? He's not here." Yeah. Exactly. So why aren't we getting yeah. it in right now? <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. He's not here. Yeah. Uh, they find they look for her cat, which they find in Herbert's fridge. Yeah. The, needless to say, that makes uh, Megan feel some kind of way. Yeah. And and her, I mean, I'd feel some kind of way too if I open my roommate's fridge and there's a dead cat in there. Like Herbert comes in and he's like, he's like, yeah, the cat died earlier and I didn't want it stinking up the place. A horrible excuse, but he's like, the way the he said the cat died, I'm like. So that he, You're a doctor. You should have thought of a better excuse than that. Like, so the, the cat like uh, got into the garbage. Got into got the it. trash. It got head stuck in a bottle and suffocated. And like, so I did what any rational person would do and put his carcass in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> but that's an oh. Uh, so yeah. Kane's gonna like kick him out, but then Herbert's like, "Well, look, if you do that, he insinuates I might just have to let people let know that you're know, yeah. Let people know that you're sleeping with the uh, dean's daughter." So it's pretty much like, all right, whatever. So now he's back. It's back to how it was. Now, Kane accidentally stumbles across Herbert in one of his experiments. Well, he's getting, well, Herbert's getting attacked in the middle of the night by like hissing and meowing. Yeah. And he starts stumbling through the house. Herbert, what's going on? Sees the cat alive and then kills the cat. Sees the cat's alive kills the cat again this is where herbert introduces his reanimation agent yeah his reagent and looks like toxic goo i love the way it looks it's a very neat green very 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 Popping, like green neon glowing color. green yeah. kind of yeah very you know so he he shows kane this is what the this is what it does to dead tissue brings the cat back to life this cat's like fucked up right now <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's it's a it's been dead twice now. Yeah, first uh, Kane doesn't believe. He's like, "No, you probably just lowered the cat's pulse." And yes, I would go through all of this yeah. trouble to do that. <laughs> so he reanimates it again. He's like, "Look, the cat's not gonna move much because its back's broken, but but it brings him back to life." Yeah, it starts. Yeah. So now Kane basically just becomes uh, Herbert's assistant. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I will help you." Pretty much, he yeah. he can he sees a money making opportunity when he sees it, and I don't and, think it's money making. I think it harks back to yes, he likes the idea of being able to. Kane yes, is he seems like a doctor that kind Cares. of that really hates to lose any type of patient. So. Yes, I mean, I, ju- I I joke when I say a money making opportunity, but yes, it does harken back to him. He his heart's in the right place. He is doing it for complete opposite reasons that Herbert is doing it. Herbert is doing it because it's his work. He it's his life's work. It he just sees the this is going to put me on the map as one of as a genius and 
or Dr. Hill that's like, yeah, this is going to give me a lot of money and fame. Yeah, he, he, yeah, later we find that out. So now um, they tried to do an experiment in the morgue, trying to see if we can, if we could do this on a live person. Yeah. Uh, Herbert has to be pretty much snuck in because at this point, the, the dean, the dean's name's Robert, I believe. Robert is pretty much, Kane tells Robert, Oh yeah, Herbert like has conquered. Uh, the death. actor is Robert Thompson. All right, uh, Halsey. It's I, Dean Allen Halsey. Allen Halsey. So yeah, uh, yeah. So look it up on the phone real quick. Allen tells him. Uh, he pretty much tells Allen, "Hey, Herbert has this serum. It brings people back to life." Um, of course, Allen's like, "You're crazy. Uh, I don't believe you." Herbert's gonna get expelled, and you need to basically. Didn't he say write a letter of apology or something? And then he's like, well, Megan seen it. And then he's like, then he's like, you need to write a letter of apology and you're losing your scholarship. Yeah, pretty much just like abusing his power, really. Yeah. While they're doing their experiments in the morgue, Alan stumbles across it and accidentally gets killed once they bring back a dead body back to life. Because now they find out they can bring back a dead body, but they're pretty much this mindless zombie, brute. pretty much brute. They seem to have come back with enhanced strength. Enhanced strength, but no real control over their higher no focus. No They're focus. Just Blind pure rage. Chaos. Yeah. Blind rage. And Kane pretty much, or uh, Alan pretty much gets killed uh, by this rampaging. Because this dude, because Dean Allen decides he's yelling in the morgue for him. Mm-hmm. Yelling back. So he just puts his ear to the door, and then the door gets trampled on. And the guy tramples him and then picks him up and bites <laughs> off his fingers bites off his fingers tramples and just kills him yeah now where kane is like oh my god alan is dead yeah. herbert herbert is more like this is a fresh body we can bring him back to life but first herbert is super cold but he's just like move yeah and then he re-kills the guy that's brought back and then he's like get the recorder we got a fresh body here everything to him is science and yeah. just like cold and calculating, like honestly, no somebody, empathy at all for anything. Kind of somebody who you want on your side in certain instances where it's just like I'm only I'm gonna be as logical as possible with everything. Yeah, like this is the freshest body I've ever had. I am not going to lose my opportunity. Uh, but brings brings back a- uh, Alan from the dead. But of course, Alan is like he's not a ram- range. Yeah, he's he's more like. I, I I don't know because he's like cowering in a corner, so it's not like he he's more scared than anything. Yeah. All right. So uh, Alan basically gets taken away because he seems like a crazy person. The story yeah. now goes that uh oh yeah uh Alan just came in here all crazy and 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 attacked us and now he's now he's uh like lost his mind, which kind of flies because earlier his daughter uh was saying how he was like angry uh, and stuff like that because of yeah. all the stuff that was going on so he's in the insane asylum in comes back uh old pervy creepy dr carl hill who tries to console quote unquote uh megan and While he's explaining like, to her exactly how he's gonna lobotomize her dad well he doesn't say he's gonna lobot- he just says i well yeah he does kind of he says i need to yeah. perform brain surgery on him and i need to figure out what's wrong with him so Herbert's back at his lab. Somehow Carl finds, puts it together 
that uh, Alan is really dead and that Herbert brought him back to life. Yeah. And he basically blackmails Herbert, says, I'm going to expose you and you're going to be called a murderer if I don't take credit for all your work. So he is a plagiarist. Yeah. But I don't know how he would do that, though. I don't know how he would prove that Herbert, because Herbert technically didn't kill anybody. Yeah. So I don't know how he was going to plan on doing that, but uh, Herbert didn't let that slide. No, Herbert then committed murder. He he kills and decapitates Hill and then brings his head back to life. He's like, huh, wonder if I could bring back a head and a body separately. And he can. And he does, yeah. And this is where we find out that the secret ingredient to bringing back dead body is pure unbridled hatred. Because yeah. her, because Hill comes back to life, can speak, he, he sees West, like his head is sitting in a pan, and he sees West, and he's like, West, you bastard! And his body, who's on that's on the ground, is up now and knocks Herbert out. Yeah. And then he's just carrying his head around in a pan. <laughs> Which is goofy, but I think yeah. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, we kind of get introduced to Carl's specialty, which is lobotomization. Because he, at this point, he lobotomized Alan. And he pretty much figures out that he, he steals all of Herbert's uh, work. Yeah. And pretty much finds out that if he lobotomizes dead bodies in a certain way and then applies the reagent, he can kind of control them. And he breaks Alan out of the insane asylum and then has Alan basically kidnap his own daughter. Yeah. Now, what follows, he goes back to the morgue where he's injecting all sorts of reagent into all the dead bodies. And now Megan is brought to him. Now, this point, I will say this. Kudos to Barbara Crampton for the scene that happens up next. Uh, um, Because uh, she earned her paycheck. And essentially, she's stripped of her clothes, and Carl Hill is holding onto his head and is essentially about to perform cunnilingus on her with just his head. Yeah. Oh. But then in busts at the, at the perfect time Herbert West to save the day. He busts in and distracts uh, Carl Hill with a monologue saying, oh, you're just this two-bit uh, plagiarist, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kane is rescuing... Megan. That's, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Get until until Carl summons a horde of, of uh, army of zombies. And what just ensues is pretty much just pandemonium. People yeah. fighting each other. Uh, uh, and uh, Herbert West about to get lobotomized when Alan, who's been just kind of standing here the entire time, yeah. starts to get a little bit of his, oh, maybe, what would you say? Per, not, uh, humanity back a little bit i guess recognizes his daughter's yeah. in trouble even though he, yeah. <laughs> his, even though he kidnapped her and was about to see her get pretty much yeah. i was just like okay writers got stuck had to figure out a way out okay it's fine it, it's what it's whatever yeah um the power of love prevails i guess and then, then now they have alan pretty much grabs dr till's head and and crushes it, which sends all the other zombies into kind of like a frenzy. And yeah. then they're they're about to leave when Herbert injects Herbert's bo- or Carl's body with one more injection of the stuff, which basically makes it go crazy. Yeah, while well, screaming overdose. Oh, overdose. 
throughout the throughout all of this, some poisonous chemicals get smashed and and yeah. poisons kind of fill in the air. Herbert gets pulled away, but um, Kane and Megan yeah. manage to escape. But in the process, uh, one of the bodies uh, strangles Megan to death, pretty much. Yeah, and Megan's dead, or is she? Because then we get basically a recreation of the first scene we saw Kane in, where he. They're in the hospital morgue, so yeah. they, they go to the emergency room and try to bring her back. <laughs> I find it funny it was the same exact uh, doctor who told him to, at the beginning, to, like, you know, the body's dead. Call, call it, yeah. yeah. She's dead, but then he realizes that some of that reagent is left in the uh, bag that Herbert threw him. Yeah. That has his notes and all sorts of stuff in there. And we see him grab a syringe... Fade to black, and then we hear a scream. And I hated that ending. And well, you have to watch *Brighter Reanimator*. I guess, but it just means that in this entire movie, Kane had no character arch. He didn't learn a damn thing through all that. Well, he wanted to bring his. He saw the one opportunity. I, I that to me was kind of perfect because he was. It was the same situation from the beginning. Except for this time, he has the means to do it. Yeah, but every time they've done it, mm-hmm. it's just made things worse. Yeah, but I mean, he probably and, also he probably also saw that. Well, Carl got brought back to life and retained some of his stuff, and she's fresh. So, Maybe she'll. Yeah, but they lose a lot of their humanity. It's just like, did you not learn anything from what you? What like, uh, I don't think I don't think characters necessarily because need to learn it. I mean, Herbert doesn't have an arc. I yeah. mean, so some characters don't necessarily need an arc. I mean, sometimes it's nice. Other times it just is kind of like, well, and for a cult movie kind of like this, for being what it is, I can understand why they did that. And because it, it's a very cheesy movie that obviously is going to set up for a sequel. To me, it was just kind of perfect that it was like. It, it, it was that right kind of cheese where movies like yeah. that would like be like, ah, it's a, you know, you know, scream like, oh, it's still out there kind of thing. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I'm like, I feel like in actual situation, people would learn like not to do bring people back from the dead. But anyway, that's Reanimator. Um, so now th- you said this was your first time seeing it. Yeah. So uh, I've been talking a lot. Why don't you... Uh, Tell tell me what your first impressions of it were. I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. It's a pretty good movie. It, it it's like your solid B movie from the eighties, which is exactly what it's trying to be. And especially yeah. given that it like this is why I also, I also said I watched it in context with um, it being only a million dollars and Cronenberg's movie being like sixteen million dollars. Yeah, let me think. If, if I had a favorite scene. I don't know, any scene with Herbert West, because I really like Herbert West. I mean, he's just a cold... Jeffrey Combs is a really good actor. I really like Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, I like the scene with Herbert West just calling out uh, Dr. Hill on all his bullshit. Yeah. In Europe, we call your paper plagiarism. So, yeah, I just like uh, I just like how blunt he is with everybody. He's, like, yeah. he's talking, he's just... First time he meets Carl, he's like, uh, yes, yours is very derivative of uh, Dr. Kruper's energy. Being a total dick. <laughs> um, all right, we'll go ahead and break it down with technicals. Uh, it was seven and a half. I gave this one an eight. 
Uh, Fly got eight and a half because it obviously had a bigger budget to play with, and I thought yeah. just genuinely the uh, uh, f- uh, practical effects were better. Yeah. Um, but this one for oh, it did pretty good. Yeah, for its budget, I think it did very well. Um, uh, and it's the exact kind that I like. You know, a lot of it's over the top, which is exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, the music, I really like the music. It's cheesy in some parts, but I also like the uh, orchestrals in it. So, uh, story, probably a seven. Um, story, a uh, story. I gave. Uh, wait a second. Let me just give me one second. All right. So story, story. I also gave. Um, I, I gave an eight as well. These are two separate uh, kinds of of movies. Yeah. Uh, one is this one is a cheesy '80s horror. Uh, this is also listed as kind of a comedy. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think it's listed as a com- uh, comedy horror, but it is it's exactly my kind of cheese, and you know, easy. It's it's a sci- mad scientist who wants to bring the dead back to life, much like Frankenstein. Yeah. All he cares is about his work, and he doesn't care who dies lives what have you he just wants to do his work yeah he just wants to do his work so i gave i gave that one an eight okay and enjoyment enjoyment i'm yeah it's seven across the boards for me it was seven across the boards for you yeah enjoyment for me was a nine okay it it was the perfect amount of time It, it was it was a fun uh 89 minutes and, and uh, I, I might watch Brighter Reanimator. Oh, I would watch Brighter Reanimator if it didn't cost money. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's definitely a cult following movie, and I'm part of that cult because uh, it was uh, it, it, it just hit me in the right places. Okay. So you went eight, eight, nine. I think it was eight and a half. Wait, was it eight, eight and a half, nine? Okay. It was eight, eight and a half, nine. All right. And I went seven to cross the board. So 23.25 is reanimated score. I gave I gave pretty much this and uh the fly the same exact score. Twenty-five point five. Except for I yeah. enjoyed reanimator a little bit more, but I gave but on a technical level, fly is better. I mean Seeing as how I gave them both the same score, you pretty much had the deciding factor, and uh, yeah. you pretty much gave it to Fly. So I guess Fly has to win this one. Yeah, <coughs> bias. <coughs> you gave Fly a half point more than you did Reanimator. Okay, so we both gave it lower score. If one was just a lot lower. Yeah. I'm, ki- I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. I'm <laughs> bullshit. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I could. I can't. I can't say that on a technical level, Fly is undoubtedly better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just look at it, the money is on the screen, and when you go Cronenberg, Cronenberg is known for his body horror type movie, so there's going to be some passion in what everything looks like. And uh, But uh, when it just came Plus, down... To- yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Combs is because he is. Can't go against Jeff Goldblum. Well, for me, he, he just did, but just again, it was just personal. Per- I just, I just had more fun with it. Uh, See, I had more fun with the fly. Although I will say that, I mean, it, it, it's it's hard because 
I like both of them in different ways. Like yeah. J- Jeff Goldblum is most certainly a more sympathetic character. Without yeah. a doubt, he's a way more sympathetic character than either uh, Herbert West or Kane. And, and I do like that. Did you know he was married to Gina Davis at one point? Oh, Jeff Goldblum was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Was he Was he married during the shooting of this? Uh, they were married uh 1987, got divorced in 91. I think this came out in, what, 85, 86? 86, so they probably met on set and then... Then got married. Yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. No, I just saw this weekend, like, Jesus, okay. But, yeah, and Herbert West, though, there's something I like about Herbert West. I think it's definitely Jeffrey Combs, because I just like... Sometimes I do like a nice sympathetic uh, protagonist. Other times there is something that's fun about a uh, a protagonist that just doesn't care. He's just cares about nothing but his work. Yeah, I, I think it's because I wish that I wish that I was dedicated to something with that much intensity, like these two guys are right. dedicated to their work. Where it's like I'm willing to sacrifice anything to make this work. Make it happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, and again, it's definitely just elevated to me by Jeffrey Combs. But I can understand that this was going to be a hard one for me, just because I, again, I gave them both the same exact score because I had liked both things and different from different things. And when it came down to it, there's a reason why Reanimator is a cult following. I just happen to be a part of that cult following that yeah. re- that really enjoy it. Yeah, it's not like Reanimator got a terrible score, got a pretty high score. It just yeah. Happen to be I, going against the fly. I mean, I'm a guy who goes like, like I said, I go to the planetarium to watch old B movie, cheesy horror movies. Yeah. Like I, I, that's my wheelhouse. I like, I love that kind of stuff. I, I can understand you giving it the fly, which is why I said it was going to be interesting. Because I was like, when I was scoring these on my notepad, I was like, oh, these both came out to be the same score. I was like, well, I guess it's going to be Dave that gets the deciding vote. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I can't really be angry one way or the other because I was like, yeah. well. If anything, I'm more happy that you um, you you got two other yeah. movies now under your belt that you haven't seen. Yeah, like you gave me The Exorcist, I gave you the or well, you gave yourself The Fly, but I gave you Reanimator. Which, yeah. if you're gonna talk horror, I think you need to know Reanimator. Yeah, so that puts us at two apiece. Yeah, going into the final versus episode. I kind of had a feeling in my gut that it was gonna be like that anyway. Um. Which is fine, but you know that makes for a a, a fun final one. So yeah, I ended the losing streak because I lost the last two coming into this one. Well, you didn't lose by much. No, uh, I don't well, think post-apocalyptic. I lost by three points. But the last one, it was very close. I think it's like a half point. Yeah, I, I I just squeezed that one out. Yeah. Um. So let's let me. Should I go ahead and spin for our final versus match of this season? Go ahead and spin it. This is for all the marbles because, again, whoever wins gets creative control. All right, so let me turn this up. All right, so let me spin. Man versus nature. Man versus nature? I'll, I'll also go and throw in, like, man versus, like, animal type stuff okay so man versus animal or man versus like the wilderness man versus the elements pretty much and now these can't be now they can't be either classics so we can't say jaws 
Yeah. Nor can it be ones that we've already reviewed. Oh, we do have one more respin. I feel like we should just do it and not let it go to waste. I, I was about. Oh yeah, we do have another respin, don't we? Yeah, because I can't really use it. Yeah, I can't really think of uh, Jaws and the Birds are the, <laughs> the ones I think yeah. of. So all right, so good. I forgot we had a respin, so I'm going to use it. Yeah, because I was about to say Sharknado. <laughs> that would have been a fun one. I was going to say Piranha. I was going to say Piranha. Yeah. Ooh, Vampire. Vampire. Okay. Do I take a gamble and submit one that I've never seen? I'm thinking of the same thing too. Like, uh, do you want to try to take a gamble and put forth two that we've never seen? I'll put one that I've never seen, and you put one you you've never seen. Yeah. All right. Um, I've never seen this one, but I've heard good things. I'm gonna recommend "Let the Right One In." Oh, I did hear good things about that one, and I'm gonna go with "Fright Night." The original or the newer one? The, the one from the '80s. Okay, because I know that they did a remake with Colin Farrell. Um, okay, so these are both we've never seen. Yeah. Okay, so that's good, because originally I was going to, well, or would you say you couldn't do that if I said Lost Boys? Would you say, no, that's too much of a classic, you can't do that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, when it comes to vampire movies, I think that's like your instant thought is like Lost Boys. It is for me, anyway. Yeah, I can't think of a vampire movie that could compete with that. So... Let no, the right like Twilight. Let the right one in. I think this one's a four in one because I know that they did a remake. Let, Are you let, doing the? Let let me let me let me bring it up real quick. The remake is called Let Me In. Uh, the original one was Let the Right One In. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have Let the Right One In. So the uh, Swedish one from 2008. Okay. Uh, do you have any problem with, uh, I don't know if it's subbed or dubbed. Um, I'll be all right. I can read. <laughs> That's good to know. All right. So, <laughs> and I will go ahead and just say, I've never seen the original Fright Night. Yeah. It's a movie that I've been meaning to watch for like the past six months. Okay. So this is good. We're yeah. both taking a gamble. Uh, yeah. Now, if if we weren't going to take this gamble, do you know what you would have put forth? Oh, I know exactly what I would have put forth. I've probably done Interview with a Vampire. I would have done What We Do in the Shadows. So I think it's good. Last one, we're just taking a shot in the dark on this. Taking a shot in the dark. So that's completely fair. So it's like, yeah. all right, I've never seen this. So there's no way I can be like, well, I, I know I'm going to give it a high score. I don't know. I might have recommended something that I freaking hate. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we each get to watch two new movies this time. So Excellent, excellent. That'll yeah. be, and then that, this will probably be one of the, uh, one of the last ones to come out this season, I think. Yeah, because, it'll be close to it again, yeah. And then uh, that'll it'll be interesting to see. Now, have you have you given any thought if you win what uh, what you would do for next season? I have been uh, thinking it out a little bit. Yeah, I've I've been I've been coming up with some ideas as well. So it'll it'll be interesting. And I say that uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way: whoever loses next time how about they share what their ideas were going to be for the next season okay and then the the winner doesn't have to reveal uh if they don't want to but the loser can be like all right well what i was thinking about doing next season was this yeah sounds good all right so that's good so that's two each so you won 
mad scientist and holiday and i won sequel and post-apocalyptic yep that's fair that's good i like that that makes for a, that makes for a good uh a good contest yeah but uh all right so good we win again always good to have more movies under our belt yeah <laughs> And and always good to let the people know that we are not as seasoned as we should be, because now we just gave away that we've never seen Fright Night or let the right one in. Yeah. <laughs> so we're working on it. Yeah. So it's good to let everybody know that this horror podcast is very much just fly by the seat of our pants. These guys only kind of know what they're doing. I will say I've seen a bunch of found footage movies on Tubi, like the very cheap bad ones. Uh huh. I've seen a bunch of those, and I watch a lot of the uh, stuff on Shudder that's more like I've never ever ever heard of this title sure I'll I'll watch it I don't think anybody's ever heard of this either sure I'll check this movie out <laughs> that's what we're doing on TV I'm like oh like, okay I'll watch this like I said I think I think the one that I always go to was uh, oh Planet of the Vampires from 1960 something sure why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, maybe my my thing will be season of like cheesy B movies <laughs> but uh we'll find that out next time we do this so uh in the meantime uh dave thank you for being a, a very uh admirable opponent yeah and uh taking it to the wire taking it to the wire and thank you everyone for everybody who watch or watched listen thanks for everybody who watched these movies but listen to us talk about it yes thank you all for listening have a good week everybody see ya hey everybody thanks for listening to body bag podcast Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at BodyBagPod and on Instagram at BodyBagPodcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.